This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Welcome to 2020, Joe. Way to kick it off with a win. It was, right? Um... I just, you know, think about the thing that you said when it's a lot easier and a lot more fun when we win before I come on. And so that's what we, like I said, we've talked about pre-game before and we'll continue to do that. I figured you brought it up during the timeout in the third quarter. I thought that's where the game really changed. I actually was anticipating a big third quarter. This happened back in the Stockton Malone era when they were really good and went to the NBA Finals. They seemed to take a measure of a team in the first half, and they might be up by four or five, but they would drop the hammer in the third quarter. They would have adjusted to whatever new thing the other team had cooked up that they hadn't really prepped for, and they'd adjust to that, and they'd figure it out, and they'd drop the hammer in the third quarter. And I've seen you guys doing that quite a bit, and I thought it was going to happen, and it didn't that first minute and a half, and then there's a timeout and you'd had like three turnovers, and they would gone on a 7-0 run, and you came out of that timeout with a 12-0 run, and pretty quick you had to go to the bench, and I thought that was the biggest part of the game. The bench came in and gave you a really solid stretch, and I know you've acquired a new guy, and roles have changed for other guys, but it seems like it's all coming together for the bench group. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think going back, kind of going back to the game, I think um, they play, and we talked about it before the game, we, when you get used to playing against a certain um, style of defense, um, it, it takes a little while to adjust. And um, for the people that just watch the games and aren't really understanding what's going on, the, the, the defense they played was extremely different to what we've faced all year. So um it, it takes a second to, to find the reads and, and figure out exactly kind of what we're doing and what we want to attack. And then uh, I think obviously in the second half, we were, we were a lot better at it. And um, yeah, the benches, I mean, the bench has been huge. JC has been a, obviously a um, very nice addition. Um, he, he's fit in obviously great with the guys. He, he, he's a great guy off the court. And um, obviously what he can do on court with that unit, being aggressive and um, kind of just doing, I guess, what he's done for his career um, is obviously something that's really helped us. Joe, that game was so exciting that I was screaming and I've lost my voice this morning. So bear with me, please. But nevertheless, I that explain you talk about that defense that, that it wasn't really a, a traditional pick and roll with R- Rudy rolling, and it's like you were firing passes from 10 feet away and he was going up and dunking it. There was a couple of those. Can you explain what was going on and how different that was? Yeah, so usually, not all the time, obviously, but majority of the the bigs that that play in the NBA and that we play against um, are kind of dropped all the way under the basket and it's kind of 
the guard can use the pick and roll, and it's kind of two on one against the the big. Um, they've obviously with with the, the young guys they've got and the the mobile kind of big guys that they've got, they they put their big all the way up at the point of the pick and roll. So when you come off the pick and roll, the big guy's standing right in front of you. So the um, the backside, the two guys that are on the the weak side stand in the paint and they try and protect Rudy and then um, either the pass to Rudy or the, the skip pass over the top is the one that's open and then they their defense the the one guy who's guarding two takes the first one and the second guy kind of closes out to the to the other guy so um, I think it's more we, we saw it in the playoffs against OKC that year with um, the year we beat them they, they, they did the same thing that year Um it's a more it's a more aggressive. Um, you've got to be you've got to be really good at it to do it. Um, but it's aggressive. You're trying to trying to go for steals. Um, it's really it really stops the the first initial action. So usually me and me and Donovan, who probably play the most pick and rolls, will, will be able to come off an action and kind of pick apart the defense depending on the on the style that they're playing. This one makes you. Um, four, five, six passes before you really get a, a, an open look. So as you solve the defense, you still got to rotate new guys through and keep them French, fresh. And the bench unit uh, ended up every single guy uh, was positive in the plus minus. And I know that stat can be misleading. Uh, but still, there was something to it yeah. in that game last night. Uh, you know, depending on who you're out there on the floor with and who you have to compete against, you know, that, that, that stat can get funky. But I thought it was really true and on point that you got a big boost at the end of the third quarter. And actually, I thought you were going to win comfortably the way the bench unit played. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I hate the, the plus, plus minus. minus. I just don't think it's um, kind of like you said, it could be so inaccurate um, and for a, a fan watching you can go on there and and look Joe Ingles played 28 minutes or whatever and was minus 15 but there's so many other things that, that go on in the game and um, you might have just subbed in and they go on a little run but then like it, and you get taken out there's so, there's so many um, ifs or buts about it but um, they, they've been great I, I think I think the bench um, unit since I left it has got a lot better. <laughs> um, but we've kind of figured it out along the way. We've figured out guys, obviously, where they can be aggressive. And like you said, adding um, Jordan now and us figuring out what, what he likes to do and where he, he can be aggressive and where he's, he takes the possession off and, and just figuring out his style is, um, has been really good. And like I said, he's, he's been a huge impact for us coming off that bench. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, Joe. You got a tee. Had you ever been thrown out? Because I thought it might happen. Uh, I was. I think I was trying for a second there. I didn't. I don't want to say I like blanked out with what I said, but I don't remember what I said. But I was so mad that I. Um, I need. I need to. I need to hold my frustrations in a little bit. But I mean, I. I, I thought I clearly got fouled, and they didn't call it. Um, so I was I was frustrated, but um, my wife's actually listening, driving to the gym right now. She'll be mad that I uh, cost me what twenty five hundred bucks or something. So um, <laughs> she might have to cancel her gym membership for a week or two. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I think you can afford it. And with that in mind, 
what in the world are you doing on the floor making beds? Hire somebody to make them for you. Absolutely not. It's what I've <laughs> I've said we were obviously I, I obviously wanted to do it. Um, a lot of people, all my coaches, the coaching staff, and everyone was like, "Why don't you just hire? You can like get someone to do all this. Absolutely, you can get like whatever it is." Um, or the store you buy it from, you can pay like 50 bucks or whatever yep. and they come and do it for you. But um, I think as a as a parent, that's why you, you want to be a parent. You want to do the things for your kids that I remember my family building things for me and, and as you get older and all that, and now that I've obviously got three and a half year olds building their presents the night before Christmas and stuff like that is something that I get a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of joy out of doing. And Renee and I... Um, do it all together. She was in there as well, um, videoing me for a lot of it, uh, laughing at me. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just something that, to me, to me, when you decide or you figure out that you're becoming a, a parent, um, for me especially, it was like, well, I, I wanted to do this for so long. I try to um, get Renee pregnant for a lot longer than what we've had kids for. Um, but that's why, that's why you do it, because you want to have kids, you want to do everything for your kids, and, and that was a part of it. It was a, a big step in our household, going to, to big kid beds, and um, just for a side note, they've slept amazingly in them, um, haven't got out of them yet, which is even better, um, but I haven't really been home, so Renee's doing all the hard work right now. So I can tell you that I'm at the total opposite end of the spectrum for you. My father and I and I we you played would this. never build a bed. No, I, can, I know you would never. Build Absolutely a bed. not. We and actually it was more on my father in law than me because when my my first my first kid was born, my son was born, my daughter's younger. Uh, they decided my in laws decided they were going to get us a crib as a gift and went to the store and they offered like you say that option where you can pay them you know a few extra bucks and they they come do it and yeah. so my father in law does that and we play this silly card game cribbage and we're sitting there playing in the living room. And the game, and we had a game on. I don't remember what it was. And we hear the guy thump his hand and yelp in pain. And to his credit, he kept it G-rated, but he probably didn't want to. And my father looked at me without missing a beat and said, "Best twenty bucks I ever spent." And that's funny. That's funny for him and for the guy back there. But like, you're a pro athlete, and seriously. You can't hurt yourself doing any of this stuff. And I've heard stories of NBA players getting up on roofs to hang Christmas lights and coaches going nuts. Like, you're an NBA player. You cannot be up on the roof. I know it's a normal thing to do, but you just can't do it. You've probably got, like, 50 things. I was building things a in... bed. I wasn't up on the roof building the bed. But if you, hit your, if, you hit your, if you hit your shooting hand, you shot the ball poorly for a month, one of your first months here, and you told us about it because you messed up the thumb on your shooting hand. You can't do that, Joe. I can tell you right now, and this is the honest truth, there's no way in hell anyone would ever be able to tell me not to do anything for my children. Building a bed, if my son said, get on the top of the roof and do a forward flip, I'm getting on the roof and doing a forward flip. Like I said, as a parent, you you obviously do anything for your children, and um, that's why I have kids. That's why I wanted kids, because I'm going to do everything I can for them. So if uh, if Miller told me to dress up like Elsa and Renee take a photo of it, then that's what happens. And there's photo evidence of that somewhere in the world. Um, but no, I'm going to continue. I actually did drill my, uh, I think I drilled my thumb a little bit on one of the beds, but it's all good. 
Why do you think Clarkson's fit in so well? Um, I think he's just come in and been himself. Um, as boring as an answer as that is, but for, for his whole, I mean, we remember. I, I remember playing against him and our scout against him, and um, it was always that he, he was so aggressive offensively that he he wasn't afraid to to be aggressive. And uh, I think sometimes that gets kind of twisted in with like taking bad shots. I don't think he really takes bad shots. I think he's he's so aggressive that he he gets he gets a lot of shots because he is so aggressive. Um, and that's what we've we've needed. That's what we've missed. That's what our um, kind of second unit was missing with with whoever was out there. One of the starters with like Donovan and, and Jordan are out there together. I think at, at, um, for for a lot of Jordan's time, and um, he, he's just aggressive. That's what he does. I think um, honestly, the more surprising part, I guess, for me was how how locked in and good he is defensively. I, I never knew that playing against him because he's so focused on what he's doing offensively, but. Um, he's on the weak side getting steals. He, he rebounds well for a guard. And, and like I said, on the ball, he, he's been really good on the ball as well. So, um, yeah, all, all around he's fitted in really well. Like I said, off court, he, he's a great kid. Um, gets on gets on really well with all the guys and, and all that. And I think that's always tough when you come into a, a, a team or, or whatever at whatever point of a trade and you're coming into a group of guys that have known each other for a long time and a group of guys that have just lost two of their teammates um, in the same day and then you, you're bringing in a new guy. I think it could be a pretty tough situation, but he's, um, yeah, he's fitted in really well. Tony Bradley, six points, seven boards. He had an assist. He blocked two shots. That was the best stretch we've seen out of him. Have you seen that kind of stuff in practice or was it a surprise to you too? No, I've seen. I mean, I've seen Tony do that a lot. I think he's. Um, I said the other day. I think it was a shoot around that. Um, he's he goes in and works hard every day, and um, we always joke with him about like just 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 go in there and just do your thing. Like you, you're going to get an opportunity. It's going to it's going to come at some point. I don't know if it's this season or, or next week or whatever it is, but there's there's always going to be an opportunity as an NBA player and. As and as cliche as it is, when when that opportunity comes, you've you've got to be ready and, and take it. And um, he was ready. He'd put in the work. Like I said, we'd seen it in in preseason. We'd seen it in our our private workouts or whatever in the in the summer. And um, opportunity. And then getting opportunities is one thing, but then taking advantage of it and and taking advantage of it for a stretch now because I don't know how many games in a row he's kind of played now it's three or four probably um but the more he's out there you can see the more confident he gets each game and like you said i think he got a couple offensive rebounds he was tipping it out he um got to the read spot a few times and got to 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 get a couple dunks on on just being in the right position um and i think over time the more you play um that obviously becomes easier and easier well joe we appreciate a few minutes and uh Good luck on the rest of the road trip, and, and you know the drill. Just always try to win before you come on the air. That's, we talk about it constantly. <laughs> I thought you did. Joe, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. No worries. Appreciate it, guys. Joe Ingles, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.